Creative Coaching Podcast, where we bring together coaches, athletes, former athletes, leaders, and influencers. Everyone has a story, and my hope is that when you listen to their stories, you will be inspired and live your life to tell your story one day. Today's guest is Tommy Strine. Coach Strine is a director of basketball operations at Lamar University. We talked to him today about wearing different hats within a program, having perseverance, and also he gives advice for aspiring coaches. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, I look forward to talking with you. Coach Strine, I'm just excited to have you on, uh, as I am with every guest, because I know that everyone's busy and has a lot going on, and uh, the, the fact that you're taking and making the time for, for me and, and being on the podcast, I just, I'm very, very thankful for that. So uh, I, I appreciate you having me on. Like I said, it's, it's an honor for me as well, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Good deal. Thank you so much. Uh, so let's kick it off, Coach. How are you introduced to the game of basketball? Um, you know, that, you know, that's kind of a you know a, a, a weird question, just because you know, being from Indiana, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're kind of you're kind of you're kind of forced into basketball a little bit, you know, um, you know. So growing up, you know, in my hometown, I, I grew up in a small town um, called Auburn, Indiana, and they mm-hmm. had um, they had something that uh, that they called. Uh, um, the Cal Basketball Youth League, um, DCBY or DCBL, um, and uh, so basically what what we did was is you know from the time that you were in third or fourth grade, um, you basically practiced once a week with the high school you know the high school coach and, and, and his staff, and then you know played some games then on on the weekends and Saturdays. I remember all through the fall and winter and, and even into spring, um, every Saturday every kid in town was playing basketball somewhere in the county. Wow. Uh, you know, so that that was that was pretty that was pretty uh, pretty important. So you know, you, you learned how to shoot a basketball when you were young, and um, you know, I was actually a baseball player mostly um, growing up. My dad played baseball, and so baseball was kind of like my main thing. And then when I got into middle school, um, started to watch a guy by the name of Luke Recker um, that played at the Arizona and Iowa, and played for the Miami Heat for a little while. And uh, he yeah. was he was at the local high school, um, uh, the bigger high school. Um, I ended up going to a smaller high school in town, but he, he went to the bigger high school and I started watching him and I fell in love with the way that he played and, um, you know, and just, you know, the way that he played basketball and the way that he had fun and the way that people kind of, you know, were mesmerized by him at times. And then he kind of made me want to be a good basketball player. So then I started to, you know, really work on my game and and it kind of, kind of turned into turned into just falling in love with the game um you know partly you know partly because it's forced on you and partly because you know you start to see somebody that that, that uh, really inspires you and, uh, and that was luke so yeah you know you you've got somebody there uh that you're you know here again sometimes it goes back to recruiting too like putting eyes on players you were putting right. eyes on a player you're evaluating him and you're saying to yourself man i like this i like that i want to do this i want to do that and then, therefore, right. you feel like, man, I, I can do that. I, right. I, I don't know if I can do it to that level. And I think that's what draws us all in is that we know so there's something in there inside of us that says you can do this and you're going to have a lot of fun doing it. So let's go. Right, right. And, um, right. you know, like the league you're talking about. you gravitate about, towards it a little bit. Yeah, yeah you gravitate sure. towards it. Yeah. Yep. So the league you're talking about sounds like true grassroots type basketball. Yeah. Man. That's good. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. We, we need more of that, honestly. We really do need more of that. 
and yeah. uh, not to do away yeah, with like anything. Said, but yeah. uh, like that. I said, being from Indiana helped a little bit. I, I'm sure you know that being the uh, being being in Indiana, it's kind of basketball or, or nothing. So that certainly helped a little bit. But yeah, no, it, you know, it, it was you know from a young age, but it, you know, it wasn't instilled in you when they say. You know when you when they say when you drive through the state of Indiana that every uh, you know that every hoop has you know every or every driveway has a basketball hoop you know it, it's just about true um, you know so that you know that's one of those things where you know it's kind of kind of in your mind all the time too you yeah. know and so you know and and that's that's always a fun thing to be able to to grow up in, in that environment you know and and just understand how important it is um, you know just in that area. Cool, that's great, Coach. Love that. Um, so. What was your experience like coming out of uh, Lakewood Park Christian High School and then kind of going from there to Anderson University? What was your experience like as a player? Right. Um, you know, so so in high school, I, you know, I had a, I had a really good high school career, um, you know, one that I, I was very blessed with. I had great teammates, um, you know, that, that, that really were, were able to help me, um, you know, become a pretty good player. I had great coaches um, that, you know, I, I never had to worry about the gym being unlocked for me to go in and get my game. Uh, I'm telling you know honed, honed and 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 uh, be able to get in there you know whenever I wanted to um, wow. you know I worked worked hard for it you know I wasn't I wasn't a great athlete um, you know and I wasn't a you know I wasn't a probably a nat- I wasn't a naturally gifted athlete at all you know and so you know for me to you know daily work on skills and ball handling and shooting and and uh, you know getting getting in the weight room on my own and and just trying to improve my game in every way that in every way that I could. Um, you know, it made me have a pretty decent high school career. I was, you know, I, I, I was actually, indu- I'll be inducted in my high school hall of fame. One of the, one of the first classes, All right. um, in my high school hall of fame here in 2020. Um, so that's, wow. a, that's a big honor. Um, so being able to be put in there, um, you know, an all time leading score at my high school, yeah. um, you know, ranking, I think, I think it's the top 150 in the state of Indiana, um, all time. Yeah. I saw a top hundred coach. Yeah, maybe maybe too much. Uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that there's a lot of guys that are going to push me out of that one pretty soon. Um, <laughs> you know, but you know, I was able to you know I was able to have a good career. I actually got um, my junior year. I tore my ACL, um, so I was getting a lot of a lot of Division One um, playing interest. You know, and that was kind of one of those things where it was um, you know a humbling experience. You know, you had to take a step back. ACLs weren't exactly um, you know in 2000. Eight, you know, we're you know they were still kind of you know figuring it out here and there, and you know yeah. it was it was more of a it was more of a you know a, a harder thing to come back from at that time for yeah. a guy that wasn't really athletic as is, um, you know to to have that um, kind of set me back a little bit. So you know, recruit, you know, I missed I missed the last uh, last portion of my junior year, um, which was my best year probably scoring wise and then just as a player, um, you know, and just wasn't really the same coming back until the, probably the end of my senior year. Um, you know, so I made that transition then to uh, Anderson University, which is a Division three school um, in, in Indiana. Um, played for played for a great coach, uh, Tom Slider, who's actually up at uh, North Park University now in Chicago, um, and was part of a really, really, really good team. Um, you know, I played. I, I didn't play a ton at the beginning. I was still, you know, still trying to come back a little bit, and um, you know, got 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 more minutes as the season went on, and, and coach trusted me a little bit more, and I kind of figured college out a little bit more on um, the pace and everything, but I. We had some older guys that were really, really good, and we actually um, won our conference uh, conference for the first time ever. Uh, uh, maybe not the first time ever, but it was in a long time. I haven't won it since. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, and uh, went to the NCAA tournament. We won a game in the NCAA tournament. 
Um, so I actually just got my championship ring a couple of days ago. Um, nice. It's, nice. Been, it's been with Coach Slider for, for 10 years because um, after the season, I ended up tearing my ACL again, um, had another knee injury, um, you know, and then tore it a couple more times and then had, had some wow. knee problems um, through and through. So, that, you know, the playing career kind of came to an abrupt end because of injuries. Um, you know, so, so, but as far as, you know, the transition from high school to college was difficult, um, you know, just because of the pace of it and everything, but, but I was blessed to be around really, really good teammates in both situations that really, um, you know, it helped me be successful. You know, I, I played with great point guards and, and, and great, you know, great screeners and, and guys that were, you know, really, really unselfless or un, unselfish, selfish. So I could be selfish, um, yeah. you know, so, yeah. so, you know, it was one of those, one of those things where it's, uh, you know, I, looking back on it, I don't think at the time I really appreciated them as much as I probably should have. Um, and, you know, now I look at it as, you know, very, very thankful for, for those guys and the guys that I played with and, you know, some of them are in coaching now even, and, and uh, you know, so being able to talk with them about the game and stuff and the way that they see it and, and uh, stuff like that's been, been, been pretty cool, a pretty cool experience too. Awesome, Coach. I kind of want to yeah. talk – I want to go back and kind of talk about your, your injuries and, and kind of the recovering and the process and then having to go through it multiple times because I've seen a whole lot of people go through that, unfortunately. And for yourself, what was it that kind of kept you – on the up and up to want to continue to even be involved in a game that maybe took something away from you or, you know what I mean? Like you, you, yeah, yeah you yeah. give yourself, you give yourself so much to the game and then you feel like, man, it was taken away. This was taken away. Uh, what was right. that process like coach? Um, you know, it, it, it was tough. You know, I think that the, you know, the biggest thing was, is like we talked about earlier that, you know, I just love the game so much. Um, you know, I guess I didn't really in my mind, really have a choice but to try to come back and play um even after my last one you know i really thought in my mind like hey you know i i want to come back and play i want to get you know get healed and come back and do it um you know i think that you know as an athlete that you know loves the game and and wants to be um you know involved in the game there really wasn't it really was wasn't anything more than you know kind of like a duh like you know of course yeah. I'm going to come through and of course I'm going to you know I'm going to work my you know you know you know work my way through it and come back and and, and um, come back and play you know and obviously you know there's uh, you know eventually your body says no yeah. um, you know but but you know uh, you know so in my mind I guess there was never there was never a doubt that I was going to come back and play that's good um, yeah that's so it good. was never a you know it was never like a you know never I had to pump myself up or do anything with it you know it was it was kind of one of those things where it was kind of kind of force upon you a little bit whether that's good or bad i i, I guess i don't know um you know because I guess, I guess i didn't necessarily go out on my own terms necessarily yeah. um you know but at the same time that, that that does that does help a little bit um knowing that uh knowing that you know I, I gave it everything i possibly could um in that regard coach that's uh you know you bring up something about you know just it was a given that you were going to come back it was a given that you were going to work your way back and that says something to me that uh, most players, they uh, they either they they have like a ba- like an unhealthy balance of the game at times, in that it ball is life. Everything's about basketball, and it's who I am, and it's your um, right. identity. Uh, but then sometimes when you interject basketball as your identity or part of your identity, it helps you to work harder. It helps you to to hear again, feel like you know what? No, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna because. Had you been doing anything else and tore your ACL, what would you have had to motivate you is what I'm saying. And, yeah. and, and those yeah. are the type of things that I think uh, 
so so important for young people to really grasp a hold of is whatever yeah, you're doing. Yeah, whatever you're doing in sports and in basketball, uh, make sure that it's driving you to do even better things off the court, off the field. Uh, you know, it's building character, it's building fortitude, perseverance, all those great things. So, uh, yeah, yeah, great, great, uh, great uh, perspective to take, Coach. Uh, from yeah, that. I appreciate that. So, yeah. so you know, jumping into the coaching ranks, was that something that was done because of maybe the injuries that you suffered? Uh, or was it coaching that you had? What what really influenced you to become a coach? And it was, you know, it was exactly the injuries. Um, you know, so after I hurt my knee, um, you know, coming back from, from Anderson, I was coming back home um, for the summer there. Um, and, you know, it was one of those things, needed to get a job. Um, you know, and I had worked a, a multitude of jobs, you know, throughout throughout high school and, and stuff like that. So I kind of wanted to not, you know, I kind of wanted to do something with basketball or, you know, something, you know, at the, to be honest with you at the time, it was something where I knew I was going to be rehabbing quite a bit. So I wanted something probably a little bit easier. Um, so I actually reached out to, uh, you know, Spies, uh, Spies, uh, Gym Rats, um, which is an AAU program in Fort Wayne. That's pretty well known. Uh, they're part of the EYBL program. Yeah, yeah. I reached out to them for saying, Hey, you know, can I coach a team this summer? Is there anything I can do this summer type thing? Um, and, uh, you know, they, they took me in, uh, let me, let me coach some teams to start. And then, and, uh, you know, so I, so I kind of, you know, coached some younger teams and, and, you know, kind of started to fall in love with coaching, um, you know, a little bit as the summer went on. And, and then they started letting me get involved with more like helping run tournaments and helping, you know, do workouts with guys. And so, you know, I started doing workouts with high level, you know, high level dudes that were going, you know, to Ohio State and stuff like that. And so yeah. I started to do workouts with some of these higher level guys and, um, you know, and, and, you know, putting them through, you know, through ball, you know, Deshaun Thomas, that was Ohio State at the time, putting him through workouts and stuff like wow. that. And I'm starting to think, you know, I'm starting to think, hey, like I, I, I kind of like this, and you know, started coaching <laughs> higher level teams, and yeah. then you know, started running, started running tournaments, and being around different college coaches, and being around, um, you know, different AAU coaches and stuff like that, and getting to know all these people, and uh, you know, so I started to started to do all that, and I'm like, you know, I kind of like this world, you know, I kind of like this coaching world, this, you know, at the time, I really liked the AAU world, getting to know um, and build relationships with a bunch of, you know, AAU programs and, and guys that are, you know, still are my friends now, um, you know, getting to build those relationships while I was still playing on going back and playing. Um, and then, you know, as I was rehabbing that summer, um, you know, I hurt my knee again. Um, so that was, you know, the third one, you know, and so at that point it was like, okay, I'm going to have to sit out an entire year. Um, you know, so maybe I'll just, you know, keep up with this, you know, with this piece thing and keep coaching and everything like that. Um, you know, not knowing that I, you know, heard it again eventually. And then because I was planning on going back and playing after a year, like, okay, I'm going to do this for a year, come back and play, heard it again, um, you know, which, you know, just kept me in coaching then, but it was a way for me to stay around the game. Um, you know, so, so it was kind of, you know, again, it was one of those things where, you know, kind of where the game was, you know, almost a little bit forced on me as a player when I was younger, just being, you know, the product of my environment and stuff like that, that, you know, coaching was kind of forced on me in, in a degree of, you know, it, it kind of came out of nowhere and, and then it kind of grew and became a passion of mine. So, yeah. you know, it, I guess you could say it was almost, you know, it was almost, you know, fate, um, yeah. to a certain degree. And, and to be honest with you, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's really helped me in the profession now, um, yeah. from the standpoint of, you know, building all those relationships with those, with those, you know, AU programs and those guys that have, you know, become my friends and, um, you know, guys that I can, you know, that, that, that will call me to talk nothing, nothing basketball, but just, you know, Hey, how's, how's your family? How's your, how's your wife? How's your, you know, how are the kids? You know, Hey, yeah. your wife, your, your daughter just got, you know, I'll, I'll be like, 
some of, you know, these guys are at my wedding, you know, I was at their wedding here, you know, and, and stuff like that. Or, you know, their I was at their kid's wedding or, you know, so it's, you know, you build all those relationships up too, you know, and then you, then you start to, you know, and then you have players and you start to see them grow and everything. And it, so that kind of took off, um, in that regard. So it was, it was a, it was a blessing in disguise to get hurt because it kind of led me into coaching, um, yeah. which has been, which has been something that I've really, really enjoyed and obviously a passion of mine and, and a career. So you started off, you know, with club, like you talked about with, uh, with right. Indy Spies, great right. line of players like Mike Conley, Greg Oden, those guys actually yeah. played yeah. together. I, yeah. I remember yeah. those that, days. That before, yeah. That was before me. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. I actually remember watching them play. Yeah. Um, I do remember watching them play, you no, know, but I, yeah, I mean, you, you, there's, there's a long, long list. Yeah, it's you know, a storied program. Story okay, program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I actually went on from there. I went and, uh, um, I actually, as I was working with them, I also coached at Marion High School, which is one of the more prestigious high schools in the state of Indiana. It's in, uh, um, they're in central Indiana. Um, you know, and I worked for James Blackman, um, whose son went to IU, you know, so I worked out, I worked James Blackman Jr. out every day. Um, oh. you know, and James, James was at my wedding. His, the entire family was at my wedding. Stay in touch with them. Um, great family. Um, you know, very, very blessed to be able to work for him. Um, so I was with him for a year at Marion High School and kind of got my feet wet with the high school stuff. Um, you know, and so kind of decided I, I, I necessarily didn't want to stay in that. Um, you know, in the high school, I want to kind of get into college. Um, you know, and so I can kind of tell you how I transitioned into that. I, uh, you know, I wrote over 500 handwritten letters to college coaches throughout the country, um, wow. you know, just asking them for, hey, I want a GA job. I want a, I want a, uh, you know, a volunteer job. Is there anything that you guys have, um, you know, handwritten letters? And um, I only heard heard back from uh, from five of them. Um, and, you know, it, it, you know it, it's funny how it all comes full circle because I've worked with guys that actually wrote back to me. don't even remember that they wrote back to me, um, you know, so it all comes full circle. But wow. um you know, five of them. And, uh, you know, I got, I got a letter from, I got a letter back from a, a school in Hawaii, actually, um, a division two school in Hawaii. Um, they wanted to hire me as a GA, but I wasn't going to be able to make it work financially. Um, so I actually ended up in, um, had a, had a, my wife, my, my wife, my soon to be wife, her, her, one of her friends worked up at Concordia university in Ann Arbor. They had a GA job open, a GA slash assistant job, um, in Ann Arbor, Michigan at Concordia university. And, uh, so I ended up taking that, um, that would have been in, uh, about April of 2014. Um, and I was still finishing up my degree at the time. So I worked for them while I was finishing up college. Um, and you know, did the, did the scouting in the summertime, um, and did the recruiting in the summertime and then, uh, moved up there in the first part of August, um, you know, and became very good friends with Ricky Yan, um, who's, uh, the head coach up there and does an amazing job and is an amazing person. Um, and one of my best friends, uh, somebody I can really lean on. Um, you know, which was a blessing. So I was actually up there and, uh, the early part of September, the university of Richmond called me, um, their operations guy called me and said, we have a volunteer video coordinator job. Uh, would you be interested in the job? I said, yes. He goes, can you interview this week? I said, I'll be there tomorrow. Um, and I drove through the middle of the night, um, about, uh, it was a little over 10 hours. I drove through the middle of the night to Richmond <laughs> wow. and, uh, showed up. Showed up, uh, showed up on the doorstep. Coach Mooney didn't call the police on me, um, which was good. <laughs> um, you know, because I was there before anybody else was. I was excited. Yeah. Um, you know, took the volunteer video job. Um, you know, didn't make a dime. Um, you know, and uh, so my wife and I had just moved up to Ann Arbor, and she actually stayed up there um, until November. So I, uh, I was sleeping on the floor 
um, floor of a, of a of an apartment complex in Richmond, Virginia, for into for uh, for a couple months there, and uh, you know did that for did that for a year, and it was a great experience. I met uh, you know met some great people, and I actually met um, my biggest mentor in the business, uh, Kim Lewis, um, who's now an assistant at uh, Mercer University. Um, you know, the man's like my father. Um, he, wow. uh, he, he's taught me, taught me everything about this business, taught me everything about being a man. Um, you know, I, I couldn't speak higher of Kim Lewis. Um, you know, I'm so thankful for him. So thankful for that year that I spent in Richmond, um, yeah. to be able to, you know, meet all those coaches and everything. And, and, and Kim, you know, took me under his wing and, and continues to do every day. I talk to Kim every day. Um, and it doesn't have to be about basketball, you know, it's about everything. And, uh, you know, so so I was able to build that relationship there, and then um, you know, Coach Mooney was just absolutely amazing. Um, he, you know, American University had a had a uh, operations job come open, and uh, Coach Mooney and uh, Coach Brennan uh, were roommates at, uh, at the university or at Princeton University. I'm sorry, and um, you know, kind of a natural connection there. I went up and interviewed there, and and worked up there for three years with again amazing people. You know, Eddie Jackson, Sky Greenman, Matt Wolf. And Coach Brandon are, are are four of the best. You know they they you know built great relationships with those guys. I, I you know still talk to them weekly, if not sometimes daily. You know and built those relationships up there. And then um, from there, after three years there, you know wanted to try to get back to the Midwest a little bit. Um, you know so uh, met Coach Felton at uh, at Cleveland State and uh, ended up going up there for a year as an operations um, up there, a little bit closer to home. Um, which is a good experience. Met some again. Worked with worked with great people. Um, you know, Coach Tabaldi and Coach Ferry and Coach Dawkins and, and Coach Felton and um, you know Sean Sims, uh, the video coordinator up there. Couldn't speak higher of him. He's one. Of, he's he's one of my best friends um, now. So you know, being able to to work with those guys that are great guys and and do a great job and learn from them as well. And um, you know, so so I've been able to been able to work for some really good people. And then. Um, you know, then Kim um, Lewis, you know, called me up and, and, you know, said, hey, you know, Coach Price down at uh, down at Lamar, um, he has an operations job down there. And, and you know, you really, uh, really need to look into it, um, you know, and it was one of those things where, you know, I necessarily wasn't thinking about moving or anything like that for another operations job. But Coach Price had such a great reputation. And, and when Kim kind of told me, like, hey, like, this is a great opportunity for you because of the way that I trusted Kim, um, looked into it and got down here and has, has, has been an amazing, amazing experience. Coach Price is uh, is top of the line. Uh, yeah. You know, I work with I work with three three amazing assistants as well, and Dave Dumars and Brandon Chappelle and Joey Canafio, uh, and uh, you know those guys are you know some of the hardest working guys I've ever been around. And, and Coach Price is um, you know it's just been a complete blessing. Um, yeah. You know he's been he's been amazing, and, and so you know worked. I've been very very blessed to work with and for great people. Um, yeah. You know throughout my time, and and so it's been. It's been uh, it's been a good experience so far, but that, that's kind of been my path, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, the path is path is not going to, you know, it, it doesn't just stop, you know. It's it's not always, uh, you know. I always tell guys that ask me for advice, I say, you know, it's not uh, it's not the yellow brick road necessarily. It's not always, uh, you know, sunshine and sunshine and rainbows. You know, there's there's <laughs> difficulties in it. And, yeah. And you know, you, you you know, you don't want to be an ops forever. You know, you know, my yeah. my goal is to be an assistant coach and, and you know eventually a head coach. You know, and, and it yeah. gets frustrating because at times you want to. Um, you know, you want to get mad because you want to be a, you know, you interview for an assistant job and you don't get it, and you think that you're better than a guy that does get it. Um, but you know, in the back of my mind, you just got to make sure that you know that uh, the job that you do get, you know, you just got to do really, really well in it. And, and the job, the assistant job that you, the assistant job that you get, 
um, is going to be the right one. You know, yeah. you've oh, got to have that, have that faith and have that faith and, and understanding that, you know, the, the assistant job that you get is the one that you're meant to get. Yeah. Um, and, you yeah. know, the head coaching job eventually that you get is the one that you were meant to get. So, yeah. you know, you just got to kind of make sure that you, that you keep that in the back of your mind and believe in that. Yeah. Cause to me, what's the alternative sit, sit sulk and sour and right. uh, nobody wants to work with anybody who's doing that at their current right. position. Right. Right. Um, well, but, and I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. There are there are times that I do that I have done that where I yeah. have felt sorry for myself. Um, but I think it goes back to goes back to you know being injured as a player and in the back of my mind thinking you know why, why you know what makes me think that I have the right to do that you know yeah. there's, there's nothing in my mind that says says I can't come back and I you know so you get back up on the horse and, and you do it again you know yeah. and you and you do it better and you continue to continue to go in your role that you're in and, and move forward. So, Coach, you know, running down the line of everybody that you've kind of worked with, in a sense, uh, it's all about relationships, man. Like, like I just, I I'll go always go back to that, and, and especially in the coaching profession where everyone knows each other, um, it's like it. If you're not building relationships in this profession, never mind what you even know about the business part of it, you're probably going to fail, uh, right. in 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 a, in in a bad way, and maybe in the worst way. Uh, so you always got to be mindful that relationships are, are most important. And yep. uh, and you're with a good one, man. Here in Texas, uh, Coach Price is very well respected. And yep. uh, and high school coaches everywhere, you know, they know who right. he is. So, All yeah, right. good staff right there, Coach. So, yeah, yeah no, they're, they're the best. Uh, it's it's uh, it's honestly a joy to come to work every day because of these people here. And yeah. I can tell you that. And it's been, it's been, it's been unbelievable. So, Coach, uh, talking about programs that you've been at and all that, how important is the culture? Because, you know, we all talk about culture and culture is a buzzword and it's all these things that we want to convey to uh, the outside world that we're building. And, right. But the reality is there truly is a culture we need to have in our programs. How important is culture and fit for coaches like yourself who have transitioned to an already established program? Um, you know, and that's one of those things. It is very important, but you got to also find out, you know, what's important to your boss. You know, when you're coming into a program, you know, what kind of culture does he want to build? Um, what kind of culture does he have built? You know, sometimes it's, um, you know, sometimes a coach will want more of a hands-off approach. Sometimes he wants more of a hands-on approach. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, the locker room is, the locker room is different than, you know, different than what he wants it to be. So he's trying to build his culture. So you just got to kind of, you know, judge that a little bit, you know, and it's, uh, you know, and so I think that's the first thing that you do when you come into, to an established program, you know, especially like I did here, you know, we've won 19, 19 and 20 games the last three years, yeah. you know, so it's not, it's not, a, not a broken cycle, you know, so you come in and you, you know, you, first thing you want to do is, is, you know, what's important to coach, you know, what is coaches, what is coaches culture? What is, what is his, you know, um, non-negotiables, you know, and you kind of, you kind of observe that and, and, you know, coach price does an amazing job of, of letting you know what that is from the second that you walk in. Yeah. Um, and you know, what his, what he wants his culture to be. And really, you know, these guys in our locker room, you know, the, you can always tell if they've bought into it, you know, and you know, here they definitely have 100%. Um, you know, so, so you, so you can kind of tell that, um, you know, and then from there you can kind of add to it. Um, you know, you can add your own spice to it. You know, for me, I'm, you know, being from the Midwest down here, um, you know, it's a little different, you know, my, you know, my, where I grew up in my culture, you know, not only, not just basketball wise, but, you know, just in general and, 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 you know, being, being an Indiana, you know, an Indiana guy, 
you know, there, there are different things, you know, than down here, you know, if I got down here and everything was yes, ma'am. Yeah. You know, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. You know, everything like that. I was shocked, you know, and cause you know, coming, you know, coming from you know the, the Midwest a little bit, it's not, it's not necessarily like that, yeah. you know, but, but, but after you get used to the culture and then what the locker room's like and what your coach wants, you know, you can kind of add to it. Um, you know, what negative, you know, what negatives can I negate it? Are there negatives that coach, yeah. you know, coach that, you know, coach doesn't want in there that, that you feel like you have the ability to negate because of your personality. Um, you know, and so kind of evaluate all that, you know, and then, you know, and, and every coach is, you know, culture is like a big, big word right now with, you know, you know, a lot of things, you know, what's your culture and, you know, there's, there's books on culture and everything yeah. like that, that everybody wants to read and everything. And, and, and I'm a big reader in those as well. And I, I love reading those type of books you know, and, and learning about it and learning from it from other coaches. So, you know, I think the first, you know, like I said, I think the first thing is just understanding what, what culture you're, you need, you know, you want your coach to build, how you can, you know, cultivate that culture, you know, and then at the same time, you know, what you can add to it to make it even stronger and, yeah. and, and continue to do that. So coach, what do you feel like, you know, you bring to the table given your, your experience and all that. And like, you're talking about interjecting, kind of who you are uh, into that culture. What, what do you feel like you bring right. to that? Well, I think the first thing, and I think the reason that, you know, one of the reasons that coach hired me was because I do have so much experience in, in the operations department. Um, you know, so that was one of the things that kind of brought me in was, was my experiences of doing this. You know, I've taken two teams on foreign tours. I've done the Dobo job now for this will be my fifth year. Um, so I think that was the first thing, you know, but I think the other, you know, the other two things that I think I bring that can, you know, help the culture is, uh, you know, I, I do think I relate to the players well. Um, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty transparent, genuine person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's an important thing to have in this business, um, you know, because it's not always that way. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but being, being that way with the players and, you know, with the people that you work with, um, you know, I think it's been really, really important, um, you know, to helping me fit into a culture, fit into a program. Um, you know, and then just bringing energy every day, you know, and not, uh, you know, being the same person, you know, every day. And, and I've struggled with that at times, um, you know, throughout my career. But, you know, I've really focused on here, you know, being the same person every day, being the person that is energetic every day, you know, that, they, that you know what you're going to get. You know that you're going to get a guy that, you know, comes in, works hard and, you know, has his stuff together, you know, is organized, is ahead of things. Um, yeah. You know, so bringing all bringing all that, but at the same time being able to relate with the players, the players knowing that they can come to me. Um, you know, if they need anything, they come to you know because you know that's that's the other thing is is you know sometimes they're going to want to come to you instead of you know instead of the head coach, it's easier yeah. for them to come to you. Yeah. You know, and then being able to you know articulate that to coach, hey, you know, so and so struggling with this, or you know, so being able to being able to being able to relate, you know, just being uh, being the same person every day, being transparent, being um, you know, just being genuine, you know, yeah. and genuine. I think are, are very, very important to be around and, and surround yourself with, but also be one. Um, yeah. So, you know, being able to add that to a program, I think has been, uh, been good. Yeah. You talk about being genuine, authentic, all those things that kids can sift through. And I say right. kids, but young people, young men. Right. And, and kids can tell. And yeah. Kids yeah. Can kids can tell, can tell too. Thing. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing is, is, you know, you don't have to tell kids really anything. They yeah. kids, kids right now, they, you know, the one thing I've learned, I think, over my, you know, six years, you know, in coaching is, is that, you know, you, it's not as much what you say, it's what you do, yeah, um, yeah. especially with, especially with players, because kids, kids observe, you might say one thing, but if you're acting another, um, they, they see that, they see how you treat people, they see how you treat, you know, they, you know, coaches, they see how they treat each other, yeah. um, you know, they see how they, you know, they see how you treat, you know, player, you know, how they treat not only, you know, the players, but the managers and every, all the way down, yeah. um, 
you know, and so you got to be, your, your words have to match your actions, yeah. um, you know, and make sure that they do. And so that's, I think where that, you know, that genuine, that genuine peace comes in. Yeah. That's great coach. Um, real quick. I mean, I, I got a, I got a request the DM to me a question or request and I always want to do my best of kind of, uh, you know, talking about some things that even people, you know, leaving me feedback, uh, want me to ask. And one of the questions they, they wanted me to ask for, those who are dobos is what you know and video coordinators and all that what steps could they take right now say as a high school coach wanting to go into the you know the coaching profession what what can they do to kind of prepare or put themselves out there for that right well i think the biggest thing is is being able to wear so many hats you know one of the things that you know, I, I was blessed with, with the AAU stuff, you know, from the get go in this, you know, was that they gave me so many responsibilities. Um, you know, it was, uh, I, I was doing everything from ordering to, you know, taking, you know, getting, getting teams organized for, for, you know, games and entering teams into, into tournaments. And, you know, so just, you know, there's so many, so many things that I, you know, running tournaments and then doing workout, you know, so many things that I had my hands in, um, you know, to make myself more marketable. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, you know so, so that's the first thing, you know, and then I think the second thing is, and probably more important than the first, really, um, is just building relationships, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and like I said, genuine relationships, you know, handwritten letters, follow-ups, like, um, you know, and, and that's really where you're going to probably get your jobs most of the time is, you know, from building relationships with people, reaching out to people. You know, one thing that I try to pride myself on is anybody that writes me a letter or writes me an email or anything like that. I always, I always make sure that they have my cell phone number. Um, I, you know, and, and some people would be like, you're crazy. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm always available for, for these, for these people, you know, yeah. cause you know, cause, cause younger guys, you know, I remember the guys that gave me their cell phone numbers and said, anything that you need to reach out, let me know, you know, those, those meant the world to me. And I remember, yeah. um, you, you know, I remember, I remember the, the, the 500 letters, but only getting back six, you know, I remember that, you know, I remember, you know, I remember that feeling that, you know, those six, you know, writing back, I remember how that felt, yeah. um, you know, so I want to make sure that I always, you know, get my cell phone number. I'd always respond, you know, try to be there, um, you know, for your coaches always bounce something off to me and, and build those relationships. So, you know, and going back to how, you know, trying to get into it, that's the way that I think that, that you get into it is, yeah. is you write a coach, you, you, you know, you stay in contact with them, you build that relationship and then make yourself marketable in so many ways, you know, learn how to use video, learn how to use, uh, you know, different, different, uh, you know, fast draws and stuff like that. Learn how to make yourself marketable that you have a little, you have an expertise, not, 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 not even an expertise, but you have a, uh, you know, you're, you're confident in a lot of, a lot of things. A working um, knowledge of, of yeah, those. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be an expert in Photoshop or an expert in Synergy or anything like that. You you can learn to do that stuff, you know. But but know that know your way around it at least. And yeah. Uh, but but take on as many responsibilities as you can. So that way, when you know when when Adobo calls your high school coach or one of your references, yeah, he did X, Y, and Z, and then he did also A, B, C, D, and D and E as well. You know, he did you know all these things. You know, make you know because anytime that you know you bring somebody in as a you know say a video coordinator and he's taking more off the Dobos plate, the Dobo is going to be all about it. Or the head, you know, he's taking more off the assistant coaches plate, the coach, the assistant coaches are going to be all about it. Yeah. Um. You know, so th- those two things I think are the most important things. And then yeah. you know, just just be just be you know be tireless about it. You know, like I said, you know, a handwritten letter I would go through like a Wikipedia page. You know, and I go through and you know today I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to do the first, you know, 15 Division One schools, and then I'm going to do the next 15 Division Two schools and 15 Division Three schools. And I'm just going to write, write whoever I can, whoever I can find, you know, yeah. on our website, yeah. and then 
you know, just be meticulous about it and then, and, and, uh, you know, be relentless about it. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of no's. Um, you know, I've learned in this, I've learned in this business and trying to get in and then trying to move up, you know, there's a lot of no's, but all it takes is one yes. And then and you're in the door and then, and then it's all up to you on how hard you work to keep work, moving up. And, and, you know, obviously a little luck plays into it as well. Coach, that's great advice. I think for all of us, really, even if we're still, we're in the, we're in the, the fight as well. I mean, we can always get better at everything. I mean, we can always get better at uh, maybe not necessarily wearing a lot of hats, but carrying, like you said, responsibilities that right. maybe you know going the extra mile, if you will. Um, right. You know uh, that that's always great advice and, and good for us to do. So, right. given you know here again everything you've you've been through, where you've been, uh, what have you sacrificed throughout your career, and what has it taught you? Um, you know, sacrifice wise, you know, you, there are a lot of sacrifices you life you, you make, but I think your family probably makes the most, um, sacrifices, yeah. you know, to be totally, to be totally honest with you, you know, you, you're chasing a dream. So you, so you don't necessarily, I guess for myself, I'm chasing a dream. So I guess for me, it's more so, uh, you know, it's more so my sacrifice start, you know, just not being around my friends, not being around my family, my mother's blind actually, um, you know, wow. so not being, not being there for her. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, she, she lives on her own. She's blind. You know, she goes through some, you know, depression issues because, you know, living, living by yourself and blind isn't exactly the easiest thing. So, yeah, you know, you're sure. dealing with all, you know, dealing with all that and, and, and being away from that, you know, that, those are obviously sacrifices that I had to make. But, you know, the more that you look at it, your, your family and, you know, those people, they're, they're making the sacrifices. Um, you know, so, so those are things that, that, you know, you don't, you don't really think about until, you know, you really take a step back and then you're thankful for it, obviously. But, um, you know, but, but I think the biggest sacrifice is, is you know, just the comfortability. Um, you know, you think about, you know, there's, you know, there's not a lot of, um, you know, usually not a ton of security, you know, in this job. You know, it's a, it's a literally a year to year, month to month thing. Yeah. Um, you know, so so you're dealing with that a little bit, but, um, you know, so so that that's that's part of the deal too. But like I said, I, I think the sacrifices aren't necessarily made. You know, they're made by my wife. They're made by um, you know, my mom, you know, they're made by, you know, my, my family members, my friends, those, those, those yeah. are the people I think that makes the sacrifices. Great coach. That's awesome, man. Uh, I think that's, uh, you know, there's something to say about, you know, people who always kind of deflect either it's praise or, uh, kind of saying, you know, what really needs to be heard about is how these people carry the load, how these here again, kind of going back to the whole premise of what we do on this podcast is giving a voice to coaches who may not have their own show on Fox Sports Network, uh, you know, on a Saturday morning. Uh, we're, right. You know, we're giving everybody kind of a voice in a sense, but also like when you're able to kind of deflect that, like saying, yeah, it, it's been a grind and all, and I've sacrificed some things, but man, the people that are my support system, the things they sacrifice kind of uh, what I've done, maybe compel in comparison to what they sacrificed. And that, that, that's, right. that's big time coaching. And I appreciate you sharing that. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So we, we go to this question at the end of every uh, podcast. And because I feel like, you know, somebody like yourself who's kind of been through some things to this point and still have a long road ahead of you in this profession. I just think to myself, even young guys, guys who just getting in, where you begin with the end in mind. Stephen Covey, in the in the yep. seven, you know the seven habits of, of great leadership, uh, right. he talks about that, and I feel like legacy is part of that. 
and where what what kind of foundation you're laying for that 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 road you're the path that you're taking what would you right. want your legacy like if all things go the way you plan what would your leg what would you want your legacy to be when your career is coming to an end right right you know just you know that's one of those things where it's it's you know your legacy i think can take a lot of different you know you want it to be a lot of different things you know, I actually heard a coach, I can't remember who it is now off the top of my head, but say, you know, if, if I'm not getting invited to, to my players' weddings, um, you know, I'm doing something wrong. You know, yeah. and I think that's kind of where I want to be. Um, you know, I actually, you know, I, a couple, uh, you know, a couple months ago, um, I got a text from a player that, uh, you know, after I had left and came down here, um, you know, I got a text from a player on Father's Day that just said, hey, you know, Tommy, I wanted to thank you for everything you did for me. Um, happy Father's Day. I know you're not a dad, but you were, you know, you were as close to a dad as I had this past year. Um, you know, I love you, you know, and, you know, something like that really, you know, in, you know, just, you know, every time that a player reaches out to me and says he loves you, you know, that's, you know, that's a, I think that that's, you know, that's what I want my legacy to be is that these guys know that like, it wasn't like a basketball thing. It was, uh, it was past that, you know, and, you know, for instance, you know, yeah, you know, for instance, James Blackman Jr. and T.J. Klein. Um, you know, T.J. Klein is, uh, you know, Nancy Lieberman's son. I, I coached him when he was at uh, Richmond. Um, you know, those two guys, every time they see each other during the during the summertime when they're working out for NBA teams, ever whenever they're together, they'll send me a picture of them two together. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, we miss you, you know, stuff like that, you know. And, you know, th- those things, I think those things are what I want my legacy to be, you know. And, yeah. you, know, I, I, you know, I tell guys a lot of times, guys that ask me quite, you know, you know, what's a what's a piece of advice you can give me i said you know know your why find your why know your why and believe in your why yeah. um you know and in times it's easy to forget that you know and i think that you know i had forgotten that for a little while um you know and then i get that text message from from one of my former players that says you know happy father's day i love you and um you know and and you know when during starting lineups when guys come up and, and give you a hug and they you know, say love you you know it you know, because it is it, like you said, it's a relationship based based business. Um, yeah. You know, but at the same time, you know, there is a, you know, there there is a um, a type of uh, you know, a type of uh, of relationship with players too, where you know you, you can build their trust. But that's what I want my legacy to be is is yeah. that uh, you know there there was a, there was a genuine you know he was a genuine person and and you know one of my one of my one of my good friends that's a coach um, in the Ivy League. You know, he said you know he said Tommy, you know every time that I talk talk about you to somebody you know i tell them you know he's one of the guys that are in it for the right reasons um so you know i think that's another one that another one of those things that i want to you know make sure that i'm remembered for is uh you know that that you know coaches coaches and and players alike knew it that i was knew knew that i did it the right way um that i did it for the right reasons and um you know so so those so so all those things you know and and you know i say all those things and none of those Another thing necessarily say basketball, but I also want to be known for winning. I want to be, you know, I want to win. I want to win, obviously. Um, You know, but those other things I think are are just as important to me. Definitely, Coach. I appreciate that a whole lot, what what you said. Uh, Here again, thank you for making the time, taking the time. And uh, I know you guys are all busy right now. So anytime I have a guest on, I'm so thankful for the time that's being made for that. Uh, Look forward to to your future and coaching and will definitely stay in touch and keep in touch with what, with what's going on with that. So here again, Absolutely. you're doing a great thing. You've had some amazing people on. I, like I said, I'm honored to, honored to be even, uh, even in the conversation with the guys that you've had on. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much and, and uh, keep up the good work and, and I look forward to continuing to follow. Thank you. coach.
Thank you for listening to the Creative Coaching Podcast. You can find us at iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, and you can even follow us on Twitter at Creative Coach 47. Thank you.